Hey, y'all. You are listening to the Blooming Anyway podcast, and we are your hosts, Marley and Michelle. We are two creative entrepreneurs turned best friends, and our podcast is all about overcoming challenges and finding the inspiration to grow, even in places we never expected to thrive. From work-life balance to contemplating the magical intricacies of life to nerding out about neuroscience and all things entrepreneurship, we cover it. Our purpose is to expose ourselves and you to new ideas and ways to explore our inner and outer world. We may not always have the ideal conditions for growth, but we can choose to bloom anyway. So grab a cup of coffee, leave your ego at the door, and get ready to dive in. Hello, friends. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy Love Month and week. I just love this season so, so much. Um, Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. My bestie and co-host Marley is taking care of herself and getting her physical health back on track. So it's going to be a solo episode with me, Michelle. And I thought it would be fun to do some coaching with you because this is an area of my life that I'm expanding into and it just fills my cup so much. um, And I wanted to do some exercises with you. So yesterday was Valentine's Day, and I'll be honest, it's one of my most favorite holidays simply because I love love. I love it so freaking much. (laughs) And do I think that Valentine's Day is over-commercialized? Sure. Do I think that we should always be doing these little things for our relationships and the people around us and our partners to feel loved? Absolutely. But inevitably, life is just it's really busy. Things get really hard. And I'm just grateful that there's at least one day of the year that's solely dedicated to celebrating love. And so I am just so overjoyed in this season. I just love being around people in love. I love showing people that they're loved. So today's episode will be a little bit about love, but more about self-love. I think one of the greatest ways that we can love ourselves and actually the world is by doing what we love and what we're passionate about, aka living in our purpose. And this allows for us to be happy and fulfilled and provide an amazing experience to others because we're just so happy with what we're doing and what we love that the people around us are having a more enjoyable experience. And I think particularly in entrepreneurship, it's amazing how living in your purpose can really change not only your life, um, but others around you as well. So I'm going to give you a little example of what I mean by this from my own business and how deeply I feel about what I'm doing. So I love photography, obviously, um, because I feel like it is slow and purposeful, intentional, and it creates this like need to be very present in, in the present moment. Um, I love love. Like I mentioned, I enjoy being around people in love, which is why I do mostly couples and weddings. Um, I love cinematic movies and the way that they make you feel. And that is really just emotions that we feel every single day. So whenever you're watching a romantic movie and you're like, oh, my heart, and you can like feel what other people are feeling on the screen, it's because those emotions are real and they can happen every single day if we're looking for them, if we create the um, opportunity for those feelings to exist, or else we wouldn't connect with those kind of movies. So everyone's always like, oh, why are you like, you know, caught up in your head? You know, those cinematic movies, like life doesn't actually feel like that. I think that it does. And that's why it captures our attention because 
we relate to those feelings and we want those feelings. Um, and not all the time. I'm not saying you should always be caught up in this idea of what um, love is supposed to feel like for movie representation. But the reason why we do connect with that cinematic style is because it hits on our feels. Um, I'm obsessed with what love looks like on people. Um, and I'm just, I really, it really fills my cup to help people who are not always getting that experience to feel like their love story deserves to be documented um, and take up space in the world, particularly with um, couples in the LGB community, as well as people who are just maybe alternative, or maybe they're weird, or maybe they're introverted, or maybe they are covered in tattoos, and they just don't feel like anybody's going to be able to capture their love in a way that makes sense um, for them. But I'm here to tell you that love looks pretty much the same on all people. Freaking amazing. It looks beautiful. And people deserve to have work that represents what their love looks like um, in a way that feels cinematic, no matter who you are, no matter what shape you are, no matter what size you are, no matter your sexuality um, or how you identify. Your love deserves to be documented. And I just, for me, that is why I get so passionate about photography. And the same thing, you know, with business branding. I also do photography for business brands. And passion is something that deserves to take up space in this world. Um, people get really excited. Their eyes light up when they talk about what they're passionate about. I really like capturing that. I also just really love to romanticize the intricacy of life. And photography really allows me to do all of those things. I also really love coaching. Um, I enjoy giving people the space to show up as their authentic self. I, you know, making them feel like their authentic self is enough. I love helping people recognize that their power is enough and showing them just how powerful they are and they can solve all of their own problems. I'm super passionate about taking people on a journey to discover who they are and what's special about them. And both of my passions really inform each other. So I'm a good photographer because I'm a coach and I don't shy away from feelings and I can help people lean in and I have a lot of empathy and I can recognize, you know, people's emotions. I'm also a good coach because I see intricacies and the beauty that exists in this world. And I really get that from being a photographer, being an observer, stepping back. And so both of my passions really inform another but my passions for these things go very deep and they've always been pretty present in my life. But I had to do a lot of soul searching to figure it out, um, to bring out these gifts to the world and offers that give people one, a quality product and experience, but is also sustainable for me and my mental health because I'm very much a chronic overgiver. But to tie all of the information and in the example that I gave back to the original thought, because I'm so passionate about my purpose, other people get to experience my joy with me. So they get artistic photos that capture real and authentic moments because I'm passionate about real and authentic moments. They um, get to be around me who believes in myself, which in, a, in turn like helps other people believe in themselves. And I hope more than anything, they get an opportunity to feel seen and loved for exactly who they are. So me being super passionate, living in my purpose of being a photographer and a coach allows other people to also have a positive experience. So when you're living in your purpose, you're loving on yourself and you're loving on the people around you by just giving them a really great opportunity um, and experience of just being in your presence. 
But finding your purpose is just, it's really not easy. Um, like I mentioned um, a few minutes ago, there's, there were signs for me all along. Um, it's very likely that I still haven't landed on exactly what it is I'm meant to do or who to be, or maybe that what I'm meant to do or be will change with the years. Um, but for right now, in this season of my life, I know I'm meant to be an artist and a coach. And it really was solidified for me during my master's coaching program at the University of Georgia that I completed last year. And I'll be honest with you, I was so confused. I was so, so confused because this came at a time in my life where I had just experienced a lot of emotion and I was um, coming down from a misdiagnosis and I had a lot of things going on in my head and in my body. Um, and I had gotten really, really quiet with myself because I was already on a track of starting my business as a photographer. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. But then I had this overwhelming, burning, undeniable thing in my gut saying, you should also be a coach. And I didn't know what it meant. So I enrolled in the program at University of Georgia um, because I still had benefits with um, the university I was working at. And I was like, well, I might as well use these benefits if I'm going to be here for a little bit longer. So enrolled in this coaching program. And I knew that my life would have been so much easier if I had just done photography from the jump. But something was just telling me that I needed to show up and I needed to walk on my own path. And I found that each of those things, photography and coaching, gives me something that the other doesn't fully give me. But combined, they give me a feeling that's just so full, I just feel like I could burst. So there is a concept that I learned about in my program that really stood out to me and helped me find my purpose. And it's called Ikigai. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but it is a really powerful tool that combines a lot of different parts of you um, to help you kind of come up with what your purpose is or what it meant to be. Um, I'm actually going to read a little bit of the explanation from positivepsychology.com just because I. I'm not an expert in this area, um, and I want to read you something that was peer-reviewed um, and written by people who are experts. So Ikigai, um, spelled I-K-I-G-A-I, is a Japanese concept that combines the terms Iki, which means alive or life, and Gai, meaning benefit or worth. And when combined, that means giving people life worth or meaning or purpose. So basically, this is a concept from Japanese culture. Um, and it's really evolved from wellness principles in traditional Japanese medicine. And it basically, they recognize that physical well-being is affected by your emotional health and your sense of purpose in, the, in your life. And ikigai is a state of well-being that arises from your devotion to activities that you enjoy, but also brings you a sense of fulfillment. And it is a highly studied concept particularly in cognitive behavioral therapy and other things like that, because you want to start to master yourself um, and who you are and what you can give to the world in a way that makes you feel fulfilled, which is obvious that it would tie to your emotional health. But there are four sort of spheres within the Ikigai principle that you can use to find your life purpose. And those four different circles are, one, what you love, two, what you're good at, three, what the world needs, and four, what you can get paid for. And all of these sort of circles overlap, and I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so that you can see this visually, but what you love can overlap with what you're good at, 
and that would be your passion. And what you love can overlap with what you can be paid for, which can be your profession. What you can be paid for and what the world needs can be your vocation. And what you, what the world needs and what you love can be your mission on your life. And so all of these things are typically separate for a lot of people. And I'll use my past story as sort of an example here. Um, I was really, really good at working with people. I was really, really good at communication. I was really um, loyal. I was really about people's feelings. So I found myself within education because that is something that I was good at. People were telling me that I was really, really good at it and that I could be paid for it. And it's something that the world needed. So all of these things sort of was what I'm good at, my profession, what I can be paid for, and what the world needs. So that was profession and vocation. Um, But what I found was that I wasn't really that passionate about what I was doing. I was passionate about the people part of it, but I wasn't passionate about the other parts of it. But I was really skilled at it. And so I feel like I could make a decent amount. Education is underfunded, but that's a conversation for a whole other day. Um, (laughs) But I felt like I... I was sort of only doing it because people told me I was good at it, that the world needed it, and that I could be paid for it. And I just, I lost myself. The what you love part of that ikigai was just not present for me. And I quite literally was just burning myself to the ground over and over again. And so when I started to think about what I love, it was photography and it was working with people and it was coaching. What I didn't know, um, or believe in necessarily was that I could be compensated for it and that the world needed it. But when I was going through my program, we went through this as a class and it really solidified for me. Like I am good at photography and I can be paid for it. I just have to believe that I can be paid for it. The world needs it and I love it. And so that is sort of where I landed on okay, photography can be it. But I was also like, but I want to be a coach too. Um, And I'm good at it because I love people and I love feelings and I love it and the world needs it and I could be compensated for it. And so I found myself at this weird intersection of two different things that could give me purpose, but I wasn't doing really either one of them. I was doing sort of a pseudo coaching for education, but it wasn't something that I was um, necessarily a topic that I was passionate about. And now I sort of decided to combine all of those things. And which is a a lot of the reason why we formed this podcast, because Marley and I are both passionate about coaching as well as what we're doing in our businesses. Um, So I know that is a very big picture, simplified version of this. It is really honestly not that simple. But if you can find a way to intersect what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for and what the world needs, then you'll be living in this sort of ikigai principle. I know that is a lot of feeling. So I'm just going to give you just a second to like take a deep breath and like breathe through that. Um, I felt like I was in a lot of these, like I mentioned, but I wasn't in all of them. And it wasn't until I found a way to be in all of them at once that I really started feeling like I was living for myself. I was compensated fairly um, because I loved what I was doing. So um, I was paying, you know, getting paid in opportunity. I was getting paid in actual financial, you know, stability 
Um, but I was also just feeling really fulfilled with what I was doing. And I still do. Um, I am going to link this again in the show notes that will give you some documents to look at, some guided worksheets to do that are going to help you find your Ikigai because you cannot do this in the very few minutes that we have together. Um, but you can do this work on your own or hire a coach to do that. Um, do it with you. But this simple concept really is what gave me the courage to follow through with my passions. It showed me that no one else is like me. There are so many talented photographers in the world. There's so many powerful coaches, but there's not one that really does both in the way that I do it. And honing in on all this stuff, not only did it make me feel really fulfilled every day and with what I'm doing, but it also allowed me to create a more cohesive brand and relate to my clients why they should hire me over someone else why I would be the perfect match for them. And this is really, really important as a business owner, especially in a saturated field like wedding, the wedding industry, whether it's photography or whatever else you're doing, you have to set yourself apart and clients can smell inauthenticity literally a mile away. So you have to get to know yourself truly and deeply. You have to show up as yourself. You have to relate to others what you're doing Um, Because that's how they can find you is by knowing that, oh, that person does this. And I really relate to that. Um, It's how you create work that's satisfying for you. It's how you avoid take on clients that quite frankly are not a good fit at all for you. And it also will lead you to more fulfillment and less burnout. And I honestly could talk about this subject forever and ever and ever. um, But I'm going to sort of ask you some questions that will help us put some of this together for you. So get out a piece of paper and a pen, (laughs) pause this if you need to. Um, But I want you to write down, what are you highly skilled at? And are you doing a job in which you're highly skilled at right now? And do people seek you out at work for what you're doing? And I'll give a little insight behind why I asked this question. Because a lot of times when I was working in education, I was highly sought out for what I was doing because I was so good at it. And I was so excited about people telling me that I was good at it, that I just kept doing it. Even though it was burning me out more and more and more, I kept doing it because people were seeking me out. And I'm still using most of the skills that people were seeking me out for. I'm just doing it in a way that's sustainable for me, that makes me happy. Um, And so Do people seek you out for what you're doing? And does the work that you're doing make you happy? Does it truly make you happy? Is there a secret dream that you've always wanted to do? And could you be compensated for that work? For me, I knew in the back of my head I always wanted to be an artist. Um... But I had this like nagging sort of thing of like, oh, I also want to be a counselor. I want to be like, I want to be an educator. I I want to work with people too. Um, And I didn't think that I could be compensated for that work separately. I didn't think that I could be compensated for my photography, which is why it took me 15 years to build my business. And that's something I talk about often on this show. Can you be compensated for that secret dream of yours? How can you figure out a way to do that? And are you actively pursuing that now or are you too scared? And if the answer is you're too scared, it's okay. It is. Um, But I think acknowledging that you're too scared is the first step to sort of becoming 
willing to overcome that because if you are willing to overcome that, you can find that happy intersection of being paid and compensated for what you love, being skilled at it, knowing that the world needs it, knowing that you're giving something back to the world and something that you're passionate about and living in that ikigai. It's just like there's literally nothing like it. And so much joy has come from this exploration for me. And even though these are tough questions to answer, even though the journey to get there was so confusing for me, um, especially because I had two intersecting areas where I could see myself being in the ikigai, but could not do them only by themselves. I wanted to do both of them. It took me a long time to get quiet with myself, asking yourself, you know, knowing yourself. And the more you can make informed decisions about who you are, get super clear goals about how you can combine all of your things that you're passionate about, if that is the case, like you, if you're like me, um, you can make targeted actions with clear goals. And that will lead to a lot of ab- an abundance of results. I know it's not easy, but you can choose to stay in it. You can choose to create your own conditions for yourself to thrive. Um, just like all the things that we talk about on the podcast. So I hope you gleaned something from this. If so, I'd love for you to pop over and connect with us on socials. Tell us all about it. Um, And if you didn't, that is totally okay. Maybe this episode wasn't for you, but I know that in doing this, I am contributing to my purpose. So all good things. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Marley and I both hope that you're staying healthy, staying human, and choosing to bloom anyway.